Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. And it's your two Irish friends back again, Neil and Paddy. And we're going to come to you with a very, very quick podcast today just to chew the fat on the, uh, the Premier League fixtures that were released earlier on this morning. So I know a lot of people were setting their alarms for uh, 9 o'clock this morning to see what the fixtures were. And, uh, you know, we're co- we've, we've had time to assimilate them and look at them. And obviously, it's later in the day now. And uh, I suppose the dust has settled on it. We just wanted to have a quick chat and see is there any kind of uh, uh, pain points or so within the, the Premier League structure or the Premier League fixture structure that they've given to Aston Villa, I suppose. But Paddy, how are you feeling about the fixtures? What's your initial thoughts? And were you looking forward to the fixtures coming out? Um, yeah, obviously it's one of the highlights of the, the calendar of the season to see... Um, know what way the fixtures are going to be lined out and usually at this stage you're, you're looking at hotels and flights and trying to plan mm-hmm. all this stuff in advance but unfortunately the times we're in who knows when we'll be looking at hotels and flights Um I suppose that there's no real standout things as, as such in the fixture list other than the fact that we do have an extra week off and I think that's probably a bonus at the start the fact that we can't play Man City in the first game because they were involved in the European competition. So that could have a huge bearing on us um, in, in our preparation. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where we're at come come that time when, when everybody else is kicking off. But uh, yeah, always exciting. Always, as I said, a priority in, in, in our calendar. And I suppose from a personal point of view, the one... Visit, visit I wanted to make this year with Spurs away so that being the second last game of the season 
gives a good opportunity for, uh, fingers crossed, a vaccine to be in place and us to be able to attend full stadia again by then. So that's, uh, that's the one that stood out for me. It's interesting that you mentioned, obviously, look, there's been a lot of chatter online about Villa not having a game on the opening weekend. And for me, that is nothing other than a positive because Aston Villa, as we know, we've got, we've got a truncated off-season. We're going to be bringing in players. We haven't brought in players yet, and people are kind of questioning why we haven't brought players in. Having an extra week to prepare to go through the preseason uh, rigmarole and also to bed in players. Uh, into the team, signings into the team. You know, you can't uh, underestimate that time that, pe- that, that you will have. Um, I've seen a counter-argument whereby people have said, yeah, but, you know, we will be coming in playing teams that will have played a game already. And for me, that's not really going to matter because it's not a 10- or 12-week off-season like we would normally have. It's a very short yeah. off-season. So for me, the kind of the, the rustiness, the match sharpness and stuff like that, I don't think it's going to be as big an issue. Plus, Villa will probably end up playing maybe a team from, well, I was going to say a team from the continent that week before, but with all the lockdown laws and, and, uh, and stuff, maybe they won't be able to. But I'm sure that they will have some sort of a workout that week before um, yeah. you know, and, and have a pretty rigorous, uh, friendly game, whether it be from maybe one of the teams uh, in Scotland, maybe, you know, maybe one of the teams in the championship. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, I, I can imagine there would be there, there's going to be an element of, of warm weather training in there, and I would imagine there, there's got to be a two week uh, incubation period when they come back. So unless they're going on a private jet, they've probably got till the end of the month to do that, which is a bit longer than everyone else. So um, yeah, I can see there will be friendly games knocking around there. It's the six million dollar question is who they're going to be against and who's going to be on their safe travel mm-hmm. list there. But you can see from the Europa League fixtures, the qualification fixtures and the Champions League qualification fixtures, there still is a lot of free travel around Europe. So there's yeah. an opportunity an opportunity for clubs to, to go and travel and play pre-season friendlies and what have you, which I'm sure we'll start hearing about in the next few weeks. But, but the priority now is uh, get what we the, the players we have and the players we're keeping and get them right and get them ready. Yeah. Um, like we have a month now, everybody else has three weeks. Mm-hmm. So, um, happy days from our point of view. So, let's see what happens. Yeah, and, and look, the other positive behind this as well, guys, is that we get a home opener because we get to open at home against Sheffield United on the 19th of September. And, like, I don't know about you, Paddy, but playing Man City away in the opening day, regardless of who we brought in, could have got nasty. You know, uh, and that's yeah. what, look, you know me, I'm optimism. I'm always like, the, my 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 toast always falls the butter side facing up, you know, that's the way it always goes. But Man City day one uh, in the Etihad could have got nasty. It, like, it could have been a two, three, four nil loss. And, you know, do you really want to be starting off your league that way? Um, I'm not saying that Sheffield United are going to be infinitely easier, but a home game against Sheffield United for me has a ton of a lot less uh, degree of, um, of trepidation in it, I think, than, than playing Man City in the Etihad would. So, so yeah. from that point of view, you know, and there will probably be fans at that game. Uh, there probably likely. will, but I think, I think you're absolutely correct in the fact that um, I know the fixtures were leaked early and we saw, you had actually sent them to me very early this morning and we saw that uh, 
on a Man City game was forced. And I said to myself, if these are correct, that can only be a good thing because the last thing we want to grow is, is go out and take the Tonkin off Manchester City, yeah. which I don't mean to be negative, but we did twice this season. And there were two periods. Um, I remember them being particularly negative because I was at one, the away game at Man City. And then um, I remember the backlash after the, the game in January where they absolutely annihilated us 6-1. So um, I would imagine it'll be played quite quickly. I don't know what the, the Champions League, um, what, what way they're at back at group stages. So it, it, like we could have a situation where that game is played on the 21st or 22nd of, of September. So it may not be a huge difference. But look, it's... Uh, There'll be more mileage in the tank with Dan. It gives us an, op- an extra week if, if we need to get more players in at that stage before we play a game. So I, I think it can only be a positive. Obviously, you want to be playing with everybody else in the first week of the season. But if it's Man City, it's pushed down the road. That's fine with me. Uh, I, I would say it's probably going to be pushed down the road myself. And the reason being is because isn't the League Cup being played almost solely through the month of September as well? So maybe that would yeah. would hinder stuff. Now I don't know what stage if they're going to Premier League teams got entering at any certain stage or whatever. I, I can't remember the exact uh, logistics of it, but yeah. I would say we're probably looking somewhere there in around like November. There's a big big gap there between November the seventh and November the twenty first. Now I'm sure that's probably to do with international breaks and stuff it's like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would imagine maybe somewhere in around uh, after that, after the two international breaks, I'd say we would see it. But anyway, that's not our ours to worry about. I think for the moment, and having a quick look at the actual uh, fixture list. To be honest with you, Paddy, I don't see any real murderers row or or kind of areas for a boy. I'm going, Jesus, if uh, that that's going to be really really tough. Probably bar the running, but you know, running is strange. The running this year was was tough. It was strange, and and you know, we got what we needed out of it. So sometimes when I look at the running and I see teams like like you've got United, you've got Everton, you've got uh, Spurs, you've got Chelsea, there may not be an awful lot to play for there. So I always kind of compartmentalize May, um, mm-hmm. and and just like because it, it's an entity on itself. So like looking yeah. at other games, like our first, like we've got she- we, like Sheffield United and Fulham. I would be wholly going out in the first two games expecting at least four points. You yeah. know, that, and that's, that's a big difference than if you were playing Man City day one and you got a Tonkin and the next thing all of a sudden you go, oh, Jesus, lads, I'd be lucky. If, I'd be delighted with a point out of the next two games. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's, uh, I, I suppose we, we look at it the same way. The, the way. the way I normally look at the fixtures is who we got first, what's our run in like, and uh, then, then I look at uh, around my birthday because it's always yeah, I'm the more. same. We've Man City, my feckin' birthday. Man City at home, my birthday as well. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, some present that yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> but it, the the one thing I, I I'm thinking this year is, I hope by this stage we're not looking at where we are in the league in April because we do have a particularly bad run in. The one thing that, that struck me was that we, we've got to play Liverpool and Man City back-to-back around Easter time, and presumably around Easter time, uh, the 10th and 17th of, of April. That's going to be tough. And then, as you say, um, Man U, Tottenham and Chelsea, three of the last four games. Um, we've also got near enough back-to-back away derbies in December. Yeah. 
I know there's a game in between because it's midweek against Burnley, but we've got Wolves and West Brom. Now, despite what everybody says, I know Wolves is not a derby and I don't class it as a derby. It's still a grudge game. And, uh, it's don't class West Brom as a derby either. <laughs> Well, geographically, they're, they're the nearest. So I know a lot, a lot of my friends live up that direction. So they, they would class it very much as a derby. Yeah, I think that's very much them looking up. They're, they're our nearest rivals. So yeah. it's uh, always going to be a bit of a, a needle game anyway. Yeah, it's, uh, th- that's definitely something that stood out. You know, that, those two games in quick succession, Burnley in between. And then when you look towards... Um, towards uh, the, 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 I suppose, Christmas, then you're looking in towards Christmas. It's not exactly favourable. And we've got Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace seem to just pop up around whenever we've got a, a, a kind of a, probably our most bogey set of, of results. You've got a Crystal Palace in the middle and hopefully that Roy Hodgson still has them wearing concrete boots that they can't score. Um, and and that can be a shining light in there because obviously you've got Chelsea, United, Spurs, Everton. You've got those same four kind of uh, bogeys in there as well. But then again, look, you know, there's always, uh, you know, the green shoots of, of uh, revival with Man United. You know, do they ring true? Spurs are, uh, you know, they're, they're uh, a Mourinho lack of interest away from, from, uh, from, from, from being mediocre. You know, they didn't exactly pull up yeah. trees this year underneath them. Uh, Everton, obviously, they've got Carlo Ancelotti, but they're going to need a ton of... I still think, even, even with the investment they've had, they're going to need a lot of investment into that team because there seems to be a lot of, once again, disinterested players there. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. really strange dynamic within that team. And uh, obviously, Chelsea, look, Chelsea are probably going to be everybody's kind of second... Uh, bet to kind of uh, challenge Liverpool at the top, so it, it's it's a kind of a murderer's row again uh, with, within that December and, and January period. Um, but I think on a whole, it's been a fair enough fixture list for Aston Villa. I don't, I don't envisage it. Uh, you know, I don't envisage that there's any periods whereby, um, you know, there, there's 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 times where we can look at it and we go, right, okay, we we can get ourselves back up in the horse here. You know, after after maybe a, a tough run, and I think that's kind of what a team like Villa need. But I will stress, I am worried at the same time because with a fixture list like that, you are going to need to pull out a victory or good results or numerous good results against top six teams because you can't go on a run when you've got a fixture list like that. That's kind of uh, that that's that, that's evenly matched because. You just, you know, it's 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 hard to kind of target a run, kind of like we did at the end of the season. This season, we targeted a run against Crystal Palace, Everton, uh, and uh, and Arsenal. You can't really target a run in in with this this fixture. So we're going to need to show up against the teams we, around us, the teams we should beat, and we are going to need to take points off the uh, off the top six. So one or the other of those two is going to happen. So we can't have the the up and down Jekyll and Hyde form that we showed at times this year, especially against the teams around us. There can't be another double loss to Bournemouth. They're just like there, there can't be something like that, like where we go out and we lose twice to to. Jesus, I don't know. West Brom. Yeah, West Brom, <laughs> Fulham. You know, we can't because we are yeah. going to be in and around those teams again this year. We're not going to finish in in like in the top six, but we are going to be in and around those teams again, no matter who we bring in. So yeah. it's important well, look, to I, step up to the plate. Slightly disagree with you there. I, I don't think it'll be a squeaky bum time this year. I think I think they'll be the better for it. I think everybody will have learned, including the coaching ticket we have in place. So I'm fairly confident. 
that, that we will be in a much better place. Um, come that run in in May, I, I don't expect to be worrying about being in or around the drop zone, but you just never know. You never know in football. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, there's strange times. Again, we're going to be playing the first at least four games behind closed doors. Um, unfortunately, one of them is against Liverpool at home. So I'm, I would have hoped to, you know, when you play the big teams, you want some fans there making a bit of noise. Although we're told that they won't be allowed to make noise, but I can't see that happening either. <laughs> but, um, but I honestly, I don't, I, 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 I'm starting the season thinking we're not going to be worrying about relegation this year. Yeah, and and and, and, and I know people will probably say I'm deluded, but I, I'm pretty sure by the time we play Sheffield United in a month's time, that our squad will be in a better place, our mindset will be in a better place, and at the end of the season, I ultimately believe that we will be at least mid-table next season. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same. When I say that we're going to need to beat those teams and, and get results against the top six, I think we're going to need that to finish 15th. And like, you know, like a Crystal Palace, uh, or maybe even if you want to be a small bit loftier, like, like a Burnley or a Southampton. I think that's the kind of the area that I'm, I'm very, very hopeful for this year. And I'm expecting to have, to be honest with you, I'm expecting to finish uh, anywhere between 17th and 13th, 17th and 10th, anywhere along those lines. That's what I'm expecting this year. Um, and, you know, it would be great not to have uh, that uh, the, the almost... Um, heart attack inducing running like we did have this year great now as it was when we got out of it but uh, you know there's only so many times that you can say that close to the wind uh, yeah. and, and, and get away with it you know because teams do get do get battered down and beaten down by, by having seasons like that but you know decent start to the season I think we have actually got lucky Man City not being our first port of call um, I think we have got lucky Sheffield United Fulham yes we've got Liverpool a Leicester City team, you know, they didn't pull up any trees. They were probably the worst team after Crystal Palace um, after, the, after the, the lockdown. They're a bit of an aging team. I'm, and I'm going to preface aging team with, like, Vardy can't go forever. Uh, I know he was the top English scoring uh, player at, in last year. No, or was that Danny Ings? But, yeah, Vardy can't go forever. And, and this Leicester team, they did have issues after lockdown. Brendan Rodgers did stutter... You know, and splutter with with how he, I suppose, he responded to to this team coming back from lockdown. So they could be somebody that you know potentially you could catch, uh, provided no. Once again, this is providing we do make signings, we do become a bit more dynamic in attack, and also continue on the good uh, strengthening that we did in defence that we could, you know, make sure that that carries over into the new year. But there is some nice signs I think in the at the start of this uh, schedule at the start of the year for uh, the fixture list has been relatively kind to us I think as I've said before especially taking into account that Man City game is is to be moved from the very first day of the season um, I'm really looking forward to the games against Leeds as well just wanted to get that in there Leeds obviously West Brom uh, Wolves but uh, the Leeds games for me um, are going to be you know, they're going to be great because Leeds deserve to be in the Premier League. Uh, I wonder, is there any bit of animosity or, you know, spillover still from the Bamford stuff? I wouldn't imagine so. I think that's water under the bridge. I think that's more of a Leeds, uh, of, a, of a fan-driven thing than it would be a player-driven thing. But um, I'm looking forward to those games because uh, Leeds deserve to be back up in the Premier League. And, uh, you know, I wish them all the best for the season. But just as long as they finish one place below Aston Villa, that's cool with me.
So our Premier League fixtures are out. I'm sure we will see dates and times and kickoff times and everything like that will change. Remember, this is not set in stone. Sky are going to get their hands on it. BT are going to get their hands on it. And, um, you know, we sh- we will probably see a bit of a shuffling of the deck. Also, to bearing in mind, I suppose, really how we're going to look at the, the European competitions as well. Not that it's going to affect us. Uh, because obviously we're not in European competition, but it might affect some of the player, the teams that we're playing against. So, uh, if anybody is taking a chance at booking any tickets or booking any any uh, accommodation for maybe later in the year, Paddy, you said that you might be looking at Spurs away. Um, might be an idea to maybe uh cool the jets on that. I suppose a little closer to the date. So thanks everybody for listening. Uh, as always, you can follow the podcast on at Love McGrath Pod. You can follow Paddy on at Villa Paddy. And any interaction, guys, you know it's it's great fun to to see some of the some of uh, you know the, the the great responses that we get, the great uh, written testaments that you guys leave on either Spotify or on Apple Podcast. It's fantastic. You know, it's five stars. They really keep us going because at the end of the day, it's just myself and Paddy here, two fans just shooting the breeze, really, and uh, it's it's just amazing some of the stuff that you guys uh the positive messages i say that you guys send us and and even if there's any uh you know negative messages on twitter that's cool too we all learn from feedback and and you know at the end of the day we just want to make this the best uh the best product that we possibly can make it as well so as i say please follow the the podcast please tell your friends uh to subscribe um, I did, I threw something out on Twitter there. If we get to a thousand Twitter followers by by the time Aston Villa signs someone, it would be uh great. I think I'm nine fifty or something, nine forty or something like that. So spread the news. So try if you guys could get us up to a thousand followers on Twitter as well before Villa signs someone, that would be that would be an achievement in itself. So go do your thing, Twitter. Go do your thing, uh, internet, and see if that can happen too. So, as I say, we know where our we roughly know where our roadmap is going to be towards, uh, towards uh, our Premier League uh, odyssey this year, and uh, hopefully we'll have a few more signings to go along with it in the coming days. Uh, we will be back with another podcast over the weekend. I do have a very special guest coming in. I'm not going to, I'm not going to to pull the curtain back on that and let you know who it is. But uh, watch out for uh, our next episode. We do have a uh, another very good guest coming in. Thank you very much to Rick who was on our, earlier on this week also. And um, yeah, as I said, guys, we know what we know what uh, what path we're on for the Premier League season 2020-2021. And hopefully we can navigate that with little to no fuss. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Network. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.